Welcome to our audio podcast where opportunities meet possibility. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Mr. Berman. Nice to see you and to have you on the podcast. Thank you for the um, invite. We're delighted, myself and Norman Rod, the CEO of Broll Auction and Sales, and we're excited about this engagement opportunity with Uber. We're going to do great things. I can feel it because, I mean, we know that Uber pioneered the um, bond origination business. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and I know Norman has a couple of questions, but this show is predominantly about finding trends and opportunities in property and finance, and just to quickly ask you, and I know it's a complicated question, but where is the market right now? I mean, people are applying by the thousands uh, in as far as bonds. I mean, where is it sitting at? What level is it sitting right now? What's the magic point? So I think, I mean, as a frame of reference, the, the COVID, um, the post-COVID hyperactivity has, has certainly normalized. Yes. You know, I'm not going to say the market's contracted. I'd prefer to use the word normalize. We track our daily intake, which uh, which has reduced, but but not significantly. And and, and from our point of view, as a home loan comparison service, we're noticing that the bank's appetite remains robust. So, from a lending perspective, the yeah. banks are there; they're competitive. And um, from an intake perspective, again, I use the word normalize. Okay, but but do you have? I mean, is there is there a market segment that? Uh, is the market buoyant at two million? Is it at three million four? Where I'm uh, trying to get oh, that. Cross points, cross I'm trying points. to get that trend from you. Yeah, so Uberometer that we put out quarterly runs um, a national stat. So yes. our average price point there. Remember, bondable business will take cash out of the mix. Right. It's probably late nine hundreds. Whereas in the north of Gauteng, it's probably close to 1.5 million as an average. Right, right. So I think the majority of the activity is, is going on sub 2 mil, between 1 and 2 mil. But we definitely are seeing a resurgence in, in luxury, which is kind of 2 mil and up. Okay, so 2 mil and up. And are these, are these acquisitions from developers or are they resales as such? So there's a lot of stock out there. I think there are zoning challenges at the moment. So there are a lot of developments that are waiting to go live. Uh, we don't do have development business, but the majority is, is resale stock. A lot of um, lot of estates, secure estates, people wanting to spend that little bit more. Um, and then a lot of turnkey projects, people buying off-plan, um, plot and plan, wanting to build, wanting to cho- choose their own fittings and fixtures. Security is key as it always has been. But it comes at a, at a price. So and, we see and that. And is it sectional title? Is a lot of the stuff that we're talking about sectional title or freestanding? So, so freehold is having a, a resurgence because people are after space. Right. And sectional can be a little bit limited there. So, even in the first time buyer space, we're seeing freehold overtake. Some regions you'll see in KZN, sectional title is kind of um, coming back to the fore. Um, in Gauteng North, uh, freehold is king at the moment. Really, eh? I mean, you must see it on the auction platform too. I mean, I know we're talking residential because Uber are really focused on the residential side. I mean, Norman heads up the auction and sales division of, of the Broll Property Group, and uh, he, his focus is really in the commercial property space, but there are queries from all angles. Am I right, Norm? Yeah, I'd be very interested to um, find out to see if we, we actually are experiencing the same interest in properties. I mean, are, are, are the investment market, do you, do you fund the investment market? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got a lot of investors. Okay. So, so when you talk about a sectional title scheme and they get it off the ground, I mean, you said that a lot of them have been put on hold. Um, 
so that investment market possibly is a little bit quiet at the moment. So, I mean, I'd be interested to know, are, is there still the demand for the invest, invest, investment properties in residential? Absolutely. So specifically, and I can only really talk to my region, I look after the north of Gauteng, um, in the Sanchen CBD, you know, Africa's richest square mile, there are a couple of projects, one project that kind of was exciting and didn't get off the ground. Um, so there's a, there's actually a pent-up demand of, of buyers that are ready to, to, to purchase at that specific price point, probably early one millions all the way up. Um, if you were representing a developer, I mean, right now, the demand, would you say Santon uh, is better or to Rosebank or Rosebank better to Santon? So it's interesting because I've got a, an off-plan, not not construction, where construction hasn't commenced yet, um, that is selling it like hotcakes, but I suspect it's because the price point is good. And because people that were interested in development that didn't proceed are, are kind of waiting in the wings. Is that in Sanson? That's in Sanson's, yeah. And then I've got one um, in Rosebank that's actually completely built and te- fully tenanted that is now being converted into a sale. The trend we're seeing, Norman, is obviously also office space being converted into, into Resi. And that's happening a lot on, on in the Bryanston side. So there are quite a few things happening, but you know, with council um, and plans and and things getting approved, uh, I think there there is pent up demand in the development space. How sensitive are the buyers to the product that they're buying uh, compared to the price that they're going to pay? I mean, saying so. The question I'm trying to ask is, would they pay nine hundred thousand rand for say sixty square meters, or would they rather pay seven fifty? For 45 square meters. Mm. So I think it depends on on their reason for purchasing. As investors, they would have done their research. What is What are the requirements? What's letting? Where, where are people paying? Is it space versus location? I know location is key. So we are seeing the micro apartments. You know, they're huge in, in, in Cape Town. We're a little bit behind mm. here in Gauteng. But we're seeing places go for 800k, 30, 40 squares. We are quite there in Joburg, but it's flying in Cape Town. People want the location. Is it because lifestyle is more abundant in Cape Town? I mean, it's more of an outdoor lifestyle, so people are happier with less. Whereas in Johannesburg, you you, you can't, there's no real outdoor lifestyle. There's definitely no beach. Is there's there, no beach, right? there's no mountain. Yeah, no mountain. Is that one of the reasons why they're happier to live in smaller spaces in the Cape? I think so. And also because property is so expensive, you know, yeah. to get something um, in, in a great location, for an affordable price, you're going to have to sacrifice some space. Are investors, as per Norman's question, I mean, are investors queuing up for those opportunities or are you selling to the individual market um, at, at those levels, at that sub-million rand level? So if we if we take an overview of our buying pool, again, the, the bondable transactions, um, 7, 7% as, as we capture our applications are for investment and, and 93% currently are for primary residents. And, and it's been like that for quite some time. Really, investors might have um, existing facilities. They might have cash on hand, so that doesn't necessarily reflect what's happening in the market, just in the bondable space. And may I ask? I mean, Waterfall City. I mean, we've seen. I think the latest development is the mix, and um, that is launched there. How's that been going? Are you involved in that? The, the mix is with us, yes, yes. We look after the selling agents there. Um, there's activity. You know, people like the precinct waterfall. Mm-hmm. They like the security. They like all the amenities. And, and the price point there, I think, is also um, is also an attraction. The, the mix is, is selling. 
So what we've seen um, on the residential side when we've taken properties to the auction, you know, the, the, the higher value properties, and I'm talking about over 2 million rand, the apartments or the invest investments, uh, the investor market, you know, when they try to resell their properties, we've actually seen the prices sell for a lot less than when they were launched originally. And it's obviously price sensitive, um, but how, how, what's the main reason? Is it area sensitive or is it price in the market? Because we, we're not seeing this demand um, at, that, at those levels. You know, we're taking a lot of properties to, to auction and there's so much available, there's so much to choose from, there's so much, you know, choice for the consumer, for the buyer that, you know, they, 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 they want to get the best possible deal, but you, you're saying it's a little bit different. Oh, well, it, it very much, remember, I've only got eyes on the vulnerable space. Yeah. So predominantly, 93% of, of my purchases are buying to reside, to live for their own selves. Investors might be looking for something different. They might be, I don't know, perhaps not understanding the rental market and, and coming up short, you know, rentals has been under pressure historically. It's not my area of expertise. So I can really only speak to the 93% of our buyers that are bonding, that are that are buying for their primary residences. And are some of those buyers buying subject to them selling another property? I think in the development space, they're loath to take a subject to um, okay. uh, offer to purchase. So it wouldn't be very prevalent. But certainly in the resale space, lots of conditional offers still on the table. You know, from our side, I think why I'm excited about this is because uh, we're, we're launching this residential platform that will work in conjunction with the auction platform. But to be able to take to our users, our clients, the opportunity to pre-qualify, obviously to ultimately get a QBC, which is a qualified buyer certificate. We're going to aim for that. But I want that to be, tell us a little bit about that because I'm very excited about that. So buyers that apply or want to inquire about property that is in the private sale or treaty space. Tell us a little bit about QBC and how we're going to incorporate that into our mix for parole auction and sales. So I think buy empowerment is kind of um, emerging quite nicely. I think a, a, a little bit later than it should have. In the first time buyer space, a lot of people historically haven't necessarily had access to financial insights and, and how the banks work and things like the importance of one's credit score and how affordability yeah. is assessed. So, you know, at Uber Home Loans, we empower people to own their own homes. That's kind of the South African dream. So in order, before, before you go out and, and fall in love with a home, understand your buyer readiness. And that's really the key word. Your buyer readiness has got a couple of factors that we need to consider before we go in, fall in love with the property, put in an offer, and, and to avoid disappointment. Even in the investor space, your portfolio is extensive. Um, their rental, there's rental income here, there's equity there. Let us do the exercise, freshen up your profile, what can you buy for? So the process will be, the buyer will be able to click on, on the property or on the icon on our property and that application will be quick and simple to, to run through and he will be assured that his application remains confidential but will, uh, will be supported by an Uber specialist and will be submitted to the key line bank institutions and they will be able to retain, they'll be able to achieve a result within how much time? So the three-pronged three approach, the, the Uber bond indicator is an electronic tool. Uh, it's a link that the, uh, that's a self-service intuitive link. That is real-time 10 minutes, credit score, affordability. 
We then go to that, that buyer that's registered on that link will be contacted by a, an Uber specialist to do a qualified buyer certificate where we will then request the supporting documents that the banks would request. Understood. So that gets us halfway to where we need to be. Once that offer has been accepted based on their affordability, we're ready to go to up to seven banks simultaneously. Okay. So we work with the big four and all the private banks and a couple of niche banks as well. Okay, and all that work is done behind the scenes on behalf of the buyer? Absolutely. The buyer's got full control over what they qualify for and over each offer that they receive from the bank. Fantastic. We're impartial, Craig. You know, we're gonna, our business is to, to place a deal. Uh, the banks pay us a referral fee, no cost to the client. And we don't have favorites. It's all about the best deal. Um, I'm very interested in, I mean, it's exciting that you got all that information. That information for a potential developer is massive. must be unbelievable because you're saying what can they afford to pay for a unit, but more important, the developer, before he goes, you must be sitting with them before they go to market. They've actually sat with you and said, what is the market mm. prepared to pay? And I think that conversation with developers uh, with you before they even decide to, to take on a development. I mean, that, that's important for them. And you've got all that information at your fingertips, what is working and what is not. Absolutely. So we, we, we rely quite heavily on stats. We track stats. We put out our corp, quarterly Uberometer. And, and we do. We understand being a national company with a national footprint, area specific. You know, there's a lot happening in the Western Cape. KZN, they've been through a tough time lately, but, you know, semigration. Georgia and the Eastern Cape are just flying the wilderness areas. So I actually had a call the other day from a developer wanting to do something at Hearties. I said, listen, it's not my neighborhood, but please speak to the provincial sales manager and she'll give you a good idea of what's happening on the ground. So, so yes, we will have a finger on the pulse with a national footprint. I mean, you must have been in conversations with developers that have kind of changed direction after a conversation with you. That's what Norman's yeah. alluding to. I mean. They do, Norman. They definitely <laughs> value our... Well, listen, I can't take all the credit, but they will value our input because we've kind of got a broader overview of your, your average buyer. Yeah, we're sitting with a lot of development land that hasn't taken off mm -hmm. the developer doesn't want to continue with the development mm -hmm. and would like to sell the land um, and we've looked at their feasibility we looked at their, their plan and the and the design and it's obviously the reason they haven't sold the 60 or the 70 percent mm -hmm. threshold to get it off the ground is because the product the product's wrong mm -hmm. um so, I mean, they should be phoning you every day to say, listen, how do we redesign or what should we do to, to get this off the ground? I mean, I think that's important. What's, yeah, what's flying off the shelves and where? And tell me the areas in, in Gauteng, you think of Bryanston, uh, I mean, would you like to highlight some of the areas which you think is is got some growth, future development and... And I mean, obviously, Waterfall is one of them, must be one of them. Uh, Bryanson, I see there's a lot of activity starting to happen there, but we just rely on services, bulk services to be, to, to you know, to, to get back to normalization, as you say. Where else? I mean, I think the buzzword now is, is, is kind of green building. So the banks still want, um, before they approve, and I, I think it's important for developers to understand that bulk services are still going to be a minimum requirement. People are coming to market with timber structures or kind of pre-cast, like the American build, kind of pre-structured, um, which is going to help from an ecological point of view, but also from an affordable point of view, affordability point of view, but developers have to be cognizant that the banks will need bulk services in place. So I think that conversation 
in addition to what are the market appetites, and I know you're asking me area-specific questions, if people can get more, and, and again, the, you know, the post-COVID appetite is changing. There was a lot of interest in being outside the city because the commute was no longer an issue mm. and people could get more value for money. People now are kind of coming back, so that's changing again, and people want to be closer to, to the CBDs. So it's hard, it's hard. We've got a lot of a lot of places kind of in the outlying areas, uh, more Lanseria way, uh, where, where there's more bang for, you know, Lion Pride's a big one that's happening out there. People feel like they're in the country, but they're close enough. Um, Bryanston, there's a lot happening. Uh, Sandton CBD, I think, um, more so from potentially a... Um, uh, a short-term let, so your Airbnb, you know, so it very much would depend on, on the strategy and, and, and your, your buying pool and the area. The pockets of activity kind of all over. We've got a couple of things happening in Cyril Dean, kind of that side. Um, Glen Hazel. I'd be very interested to to speak to your colleagues that are working in the Cape and in Durban and the KZN. Mm. I mean, mm. I'd love to hear there. Um, thoughts of where mm. things are going. Maybe next time, Craig, you can you can have them on the show. Just you know, we 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 are a national company. And we deal with buyers and sellers and developers throughout South Africa. So you know, what you're telling me, we've got a little bit uh, to look forward to. There's a bit of activity. <laughs> there's a bit of sales. Um, I, I still think that we've got some headwinds. And um, but obviously, I think at that level, what you representing for first time buyers that are around that under a million rand. Mark, I think we could see a lot of activity there in, mm. in, the, in the foreseeable future and the near future. Well, people got to live. I mean, people have got to operate. And people, I think, are economizing. People want to be mobile. I mean, that's the world trend. Am I right? And I think that you've got enormous IP, you've got information. I'm going to try and draw it out of you because I know where Norman is going with us <laughs> because Norman is sitting with a labyrinth of opportunity in the sense that people are coming to us all the time and to Norman specifically and saying, what should I do? And, you know, I think that there are dots that can be connected in this conversation and we're going to explore some great opportunities. But Natasha Champion, thank you. You are a champion. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. On behalf of Broad Auction and Sales, Norman Rod. What a treat. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thank you. Kate. It's very, very interesting. Appreciate Thank you. It.